This episode is brought to you by Sleep Number. Sleep Number beds allow you to adjust on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. And with Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping and gives you personalized insights for your best sleep. Stick around. You stick around. (laughs) Later in the episode to hear a special segment from us and Sleep Number. Bye. Everybody loves a lover. I'm a lover. Everybody loves me. Anyhow, that's I would like to say welcome, dear listener, to yet another installment of the number one smash hit podcast in bed with Nick and Megan, starring the great Nick Offerman. Welcome. Featuring Megan Mullally. (laughs) And with today's spectacular guest, the brilliant. Thank you. And beautiful. Fair. Mr. Nick Kroll. (laughs) Nick Kroll. Hello, Nick. Welcome to our Two bed. Two Nicks yeah. in a bed. Two Nicks, one. <laughs> Two Nicks, one lady. Yeah, one lady. One lady. Oh, and gosh. a pizza place. Yeah. Time's up. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're in. We're in our bed, and um, we're gonna talk. Yeah, I feel lucky that I just ended up popping by your bed today, and that I could join oh, the cast. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, Nick kind of drops by a lot, um, usually unannounced, and we enjoy that. Yeah. I think it's been, you know, like when you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. people sort of drop by and announce, and it's cool, and then as you get older, it doesn't happen as much, but I love that you've kept up the tradition. I have. You know, I just, like, miss that era with my friends like Ross and Rachel and, and everybody that, you know, you just pop by someone's apartment and... Oh, yeah. so you're, you're friends with the actual friends. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Was there a rivalry between the Will and Grace crew and the Friends crew? No, but I remember when we first started and the show was kind of starting to take off, we were at some function with the, the cast of Friends and um, Math, Matthew Perry had cornered a f- some of us in the cast and he was like travel now travel now yeah. go to europe go wherever you want do it now uh. and we were we were like what are you talking about he was like well you're not gonna be able to go later because you're gonna be recognized by everybody it's not it's not it's not fun oh. anymore go now yeah wow. scared the bejesus out of me you guys immediately booked a trip to lake havasu and just <laughs> have that soak it in Oh, I've always wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it while ye may. I just want to set the scene a little bit that uh, Nick and I are wearing pajamas, um, not sort of like a a hangover from another episode we did. And um, Nick is wearing his version of pajamas, which are, it's a very nice navy blue uh, shirt with mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. small white polka dots on mm-hmm. it, button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. Very nice pair of uh, navy blue trousers, Thank if you. I may. You are, you and may. a fancy pair of socks, red, white, and blue. Look, when I nice. come when I come to do someone's podcast in bed, I come dressed for bed. Mm-hmm. And this is what I wear to sleep And he's bed. a very formal guy. Look, I have my walls up. What do you wear? <laughs> 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 what do you wear when you're... 
like going out then for a business meeting, say? Um, like a long flannel onesie <laughs> and a and a cap and like a long cap with like a little ball on the yeah. end. Yeah, uh, a nightcap. A like, nightcap. Like a night before Christmas situation. Exactly. Yeah. Because I I dress for the job I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, what job is that? To be an old timey sleepy man. <laughs> I'm, in, I, I'm always auditioning for a role of a. <laughs> to be asleep in the 18th century. Yeah, exactly. To be woken up, and instead of a, a, when I go to a meeting, instead of a water, I ask for a little candle, on a <laughs> half melted down. Um, and if they don't have it, I walk out of the meeting. Wow. <laughs> you know, I've heard some stories, but I wasn't sure whether to believe them. But I guess if you're saying it yourself, it's mm. cool to talk about. No, it's fine. I might not say a lot at the beginning of this podcast mm-hmm. because I'm seething with resentment right now. Mm-hmm. Because Nick has always been a snappy dresser. I've known him for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah, that's true. And he has the kind of build that allows him to wear a fashionable button-down dress shirt tucked into a trouser with no belt. Oh. New. Yeah. It's an attempt for me to tuck in a shirt. It's really? What, a, it's working. Thank you. So well that I'm pissed. B, if you have a little more of a linebacker build, you can't pull that shit off. No belt? Because in, I always, people tell me not to wear a belt. Strangers on the street. Mm. <laughs> Complete and utter strangers. I'm surprised to hear that. Older ladies screaming at me in the Sherman Oaks uh, arc light. Mm. Just, you, don't you wear a fucking belt, you little, <laughs> you fucking Jew. The racist. Wow, it's yeah. so racist. I know. And I, because I figured Sherman Oaks, the valley would be, you know, mixed. Yeah. Uh, the home of porn. Yeah, and it is. And it's older Jewish women oftentimes who are saying it to me, screaming. Wow. Furious. Against their own people. I know. So I don't wear the belt now. You did know what I mean? You, and they, they tend to leave me alone. I'm just out of curiosity. Did, um, did you have a topic that you'd like to talk about today? Aside from belts. Um, no. I mean, I'm open to whatever. I would, I would, I would like to talk to you guys about color palettes. Okay. Um, we dig those. This and, sounds like a freestyle episode. I think yeah. we're going to freestyle it. Um, I mean, I'm going, this is my self-promotional thing, is I'm going on tour for stand-up. You guys have both done a lot of touring of recent years. Mm-hmm. I'd take any tips from you in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a new thing for you? I haven't toured in years. Like, really gone out. I mean, like, in, you know, you know in dog years, like, about a year. Does that make sense? Yeah. So seven years Six ago. Six or seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I you doing that right? You with John Mulaney, but that was a different kind that of thing. That was a different thing. That was, And that even was like three, four years ago mm-hmm. where we toured, you know, hello, and we would do like four or five nights in a city. And we only did a few cities. This is like mm-hmm. 25 city, 20, 25 city kind of thing. So I'm a couple, I, a couple questions for you. Okay. okay. Um... Do you visit a local, when you go to a city, do you visit a local, a museum, a zoo? Uh, do, you, do, do you have any? I don't do anything. I stay in the hotel room and then I go to the show and then mm-hmm. I come back and go and go. watch television. Okay. Nick goes out. I don't do that. I don't like you it. You go out hard. I go out hard. Uh, yeah. It's, it's rare. Um, 
Depending on your schedule, I, I'll tell you my technique mm -hmm. uh, that's p peculiar to our relationship because we have our two-week rule. We're never apart more than two weeks. Sure. So, for example, uh, I'll do a tour, my all-rise tour. I did 37 American cities. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll book generally Thursday through Sunday mm -hmm. and uh, so that I can come home and be with Megan Monday to Wednesday. Yeah. And... What I do is plan each leg, so I fly to a city, let's say Cincinnati, mm -hmm. then my next three nights are all within a three or four hour drive, drive. to stay out of the airports, because yes. that's the worst part of touring. That's the killer. Yeah. And so, th given that kind of schedule, mm -hmm. sometimes it times out to where you're like, oh wow, I'm going to get to St. Louis by noon, so I have maybe four or five hours to kill, then I will get on the horn and say what's going on in St. Louis do I want is there an incredible cheeseburger I need to check out mm -hmm. or uh, do I want to go to Hannibal Missouri and see Mark Twain's house or whatever so when it or Hannibal Burris or Hannibal Burris if possible um, so when possible whenever it's possible mm -hmm. it's great but I usually assume that would be that's frosting on top of yeah tubing. will you get on the line with the the public about a the burger or get online with locals so like in st louis for example you'll talk to a a john ham mm -hmm. uh, a randy sklar not a jason sklar right um a paul rudd is from kansas city not st louis right so <laughs> i just like to throw in yeah. facts about paul rudd throughout all my podcasts like along the way he doesn't yeah uh, i was just in montreal for the comedy festival there and i went to the botanical gardens which was beautiful in montreal if you're in a city i recommend go to go to a botanical garden yeah. montreal is a really pretty city it's so fun and cool and the food is so good and we also then we went to the park over the mountain in Montreal, there's that mountain, and every Sunday, and there's like a bunch of drum circles. To see a Canadian hippie dance, to see a tweaked <laughs> Canadian hippie dance to a drum circle is one of the great joys of my life. And then we went up into the hill. It's another Olmsted-designed park, and there were LARPers, you know, those live-action role players doing sword fighting, and some and some, and some aspiring circus uh, people. I don't know about wow. live action role players. What is that? LARPers are like they'll, you know how there's like Civil War reenactors. Mm -hmm. There's also like people who are doing sort of medieval-y kind of vibes and so they're like sort of sword fighting and, and they're they uh, uh, the our guide there told, told a story that there are these LARPers and they're all in these full medieval things and one of his friends who's an artist organized like a hundred of their friends um, and they dressed up as zombies, and they attacked the LARPers. Yeah. And the LARPers were, like, it was the greatest dream. It Like, there's <laughs> nothing better to be a LARPer to have another group of people attack them as zombies. Like, it's a well, the greatest gift. Honey, you know you're sitting with a proud former LARPer from my days in uh, the call of Cthulhu. Oh. And really? Cthulhu lives. In college, we had a group of us this H.P. Lovecraft-based uh -huh. role-playing game called Call of Cthulhu. And uh, they still have this great company, my friend Andrew Lehman runs mm -hmm. it, um, called the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. And he would mastermind these, and we had a theater department. 
So he would mastermind these role-playing games from the early 19th century where we would dress up and we would have to find talismans, go out in the woods and cast spells, and he would have created actual physical special effects and demons, and it was the greatest geek-out time yeah. of my life. It's so fun. And then afterwards, you guys would all like go get a beer and not get laid. We'd go to the Denny's and <laughs> and yeah, look at pictures of we look at bra ads in the Sears catalog. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry that I'm looking at them right now, but I'm looking for a new bra. That's okay. So no, that's all right. I hope that's okay. They make a yeah. sturdy brazier. That's why we keep a Sears catalog right by our bed. <laughs> Those craftsman bras. The great thing is, you can trade them in. Uh. <laughs> so, how long are you gonna be out on tour? I think this fall mainly, and then uh, there's more cities I think to hit. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see this great nation. Nick does another thing when he goes on tour, where uh, he'll go, he'll find something about every city mm. and put it in the show. Yes, that requires a lot more work. Yeah, that's and, why I don't do it. Yeah, are you guys out and about right now? We were. We were touring um, in April, May, and June mm -hmm. of 2019, mm -hmm. and then um, we'll go back out nice. again around that time of year. And now that Will and Grace isn't coming back, depending on what out, what else you know comes up, we'll probably do a lot more touring because I love it. It's my favorite thing. I'm doing completely separately a show called. Phil and Grace, and it's a totally different yeah. vibe. But I would love for you to come by and check is it, it out. A sitcom on NBC? It it it. Well, it sort of is. It's Phil Jackson, mm -hmm. the former coach of the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, and Grace Jones. I did hear exactly. about that. Yes, yeah. and Grace Jones, and yeah. so and they are living together, and it's sort of it's you know it's an odd couple wow, kind of thing. Powerful. Couple. She's a pistol. She is, and 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 he has a pistol, mm -hmm. and he's constantly brandishing his weapon. And that's and then she Sparks goes fly. Phil, and then, they, and then we go to commercial. I love that. Yeah, so it's so good. If you are looking for something to do, I was at the taping of the pilot. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. As I mean, as you know, I was the warm-up comedian. That's my role. I'm not actually you were involved. Great. Right? Thank you. I didn't get bored. Yeah. I. I the pizza was pretty warm. Yeah. I was we, able to forget how we, badly I needed to pee. We keep the pizza pretty lukewarm. And, <laughs> And, it was uh, a great taping. And I make everybody dance. I make everybody shake their booty. <laughs> and, uh, it's weird that as the producer of a network show, you'd be doing the audience format, but I guess you're just really committed to I love, I want to set the table mm -hmm. uh, for the show I want. And I will also set the table, the craft services table. I'll kind of do that. I'll do some, I'll do some spoons and I'll do some forks and, sure. you know, all the stuff that you want to have for nuts. No plastic on your no set, right? No plastic on my set. No. Someone brought a plastic straw, and Phil Jackson brandishes his his mm -hmm. pistol, and he shot he shot that man dead. <laughs> I mean, and Grace Jones took the straw I and drank his blood. I didn't realize that Phil Jackson was so committed to the environment. He is. He's a Zen master. He's mm -hmm. not wrong. If listeners, if you see people with a plastic straw, you're completely justified <laughs> in committing homicide. It is a look. Stand your stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You have to use a straw to shoot shoot the bullet. Sure. You little dart. You guys have you guys ever been darted? Have you guys ever been darted in the in the jungle or anything like that? Um, <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, but I I didn't really I couldn't really take it in because I was only nineteen. Sure. I think if I got darted now, it would have a lot more meaning. 
Well, it's just like you're not living, you weren't living consciously then. No, no. So every day felt like you were you were being darted. Right. <laughs> by life. It's like, why should today be any different? No difference. Right. No difference. Now it would stand out. It probably would. I can tell you've been darted from the way you're talking. I was darted last. It's almost la- bragging. I'm not, I'm not bragging, but I was on a Brady Bunch fan tour of the Hawaii episodes. <laughs> Remember the Hawaii you Brady Bunch? As a fan. As a, as a fan uh-huh. in Hawaii. I oh, I see. I was like... As a fan of the Brady Bunch, Hawaii special. <laughs> I, I was doing a tour. In, Did you see the case? In Hawaii. Yeah, in Hawaii. Uh-huh. And, you know, where, where obviously it all happened. Mm-hmm. And I can't disclose the details of it just because the, I signed an NDA to do the tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a non-disclosure agreement, yeah. by the way. And uh, they... they and, uh, it, when I was on the tour, I got darted, you know, because I tried to touch the statue, mm-hmm. uh, which is a... What island were you on? Uh, Greg Brady Island, uh-huh. I believe it's now called. <laughs> at, they called it Maui, uh, but, I, <laughs> but I know it is The Greg. tour guide tells you it's called Greg Brady Island. It's called Greg Brady Island. I'm not sure if that's true, but let's go, yeah, I sure. I don't know. Look, I gave Some him, people. I gave him twelve grand and I, <laughs> for the afternoon, and it was worth every penny. It was only one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, twelve grand for an afternoon. <laughs> and it's uh, a great and, 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 Well, I don't know if it was an afternoon. I was darted <laughs> at what I remember to be about so five thirty. Who, who darted you? Honestly, I don't know. You don't I, know. I woke up. In customs, knocked you unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. I woke so, up at in the customs. airport at Long, no Long Beach. At the, oh. I had been, wow. <laughs> so they four somehow, weeks later, they somehow got your unconscious body back to Los Angeles. Yes, via the Long Beach port through so, a, through a domestic yes. uh, port, and then somehow snuck you into customs. Correct. Wow, so snuck you into international customs at Long. So there might have been another stop. Along the way back from Hawaii, mm-hmm. I don't remember. No, but you went by yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't want to risk. I didn't want to the share. person you were with ruining it by a, yeah, com- yeah, a, a exactly. random comment. That... Yeah, and it's so the only the bummer is I don't have any pictures. Yeah, um, that's okay. But. The, me- the no memories, the memories will last. Will last right. last time. The memories of the first <laughs> how's, hour and a half how's of the tour. Soon, oh, oh, it's an hour and a half. I, I remember like, this. I remember the tour. Uh-huh. It was in a man's house, um, <laughs> and I was like, "This doesn't look like I remember the episode." You could have been anywhere. You didn't. It was inside of a house. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter if you were. But they had Chambri done like Island. this sort of diorama thing that felt like, like. It was a model of what the Brady Bunch Hawaii episode was, oh, okay. like a two-scale miniaturized thing, and, and I assume that that was the first. Like, here's where you'll be going. That's the visitor center. Yes, exactly. I thought it was the visitor center slash uh, a man's uh, home, <laughs> and um, and then I was darted, and then it was six weeks later. <laughs> <It's> six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I arrived in Long Beach. You're, unco- you're out for six weeks. I mean, I I remember coming through. <laughs> I remember coming to in a cage and and. In a cage. <laughs> is this, I was wondering, does it have anything to do with all the teeth that you're missing? Yes. <laughs> they they said go back to sleep, fuck pig, and uh, <laughs> I would. Wow. And then. So did uh, you were you, did you feel a, like a hangover from being yes. out for six weeks? Yeah. I I uh, yes, I would say that that is fair to say. 
and uh, I had all I had to put all of the new teeth in, mm -hmm. um, which are wooden, mm. uh -huh. obviously, because of you know that's the way our founders wanted it. That must have um, really gotten in the way of your work to be. It, it, it was tough. Weren't you running for state? Council, state council, yeah. city city council, city council, county of Los Angeles. Oh, that's why you dropped out of the race. Yes, that is why I dropped out. It was. It turns out my manage my campaign manager was like, Nick, please don't do this Brady Bunch tour. We are three weeks out from the primaries, and I was like, I need a weekend. Just give me a weekend. He told me he said, "Fuck off, Brad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I I told Brad to. <laughs> You're going to be a better city councilman for having gone to, to see Greg other Brady cities. If, I, if I'm going to be a city councilman, I need to see other cities. I want to see Greg Brady City. <laughs> and, and I went. So, so wait, on, on Greg Brady Island, there's a Greg Brady City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's where they shoot Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. It's, I believe that's in Scott Con County. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Oh, Scott Con County. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so anyway. Always. Uh, so I guess I would like to announce that I'm. I would like oh, to announce my candidacy right here, here on LA City Council. This is so exciting. Twenty twenty. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to throw a number of fundraisers. Sure. Here at the house. Um, and we're going to just shoot it. You know. And it's a, and it's a, I'm, my platform is for 2020 is uh, no posers. No more posers. That's important. So that's my main focus. Yeah. I mean, I, of all the things that are happening right now, that does seem to be one of the most There's just so many. Urgent. Yeah. There's so many posers out there, like people yeah. pretending to be one way and then they're like. There are like so many. Yeah. And they're like fake to your face. And then they like talk shit when they're not around you. And so mm -hmm. like, that's what I'm running on. I think that's smart. Mm -hmm. I think you're gonna engage a lot of people's hearts and minds. Yeah, and then and also to just keep building the wall. Right. Well, obviously. Keep the posers out. Obviously. Yeah, you're gonna. A, I'm gonna build gonna... a wall around Calabasas. Okay. <laughs> that's smart. This is good. <laughs> I have a good feeling about this. Just you're not planning on any, taking any trips, are you? No, I mean, no, not n n nothing major. I'm. I mean, I'm going to Jamaica for an A-team tour. <laughs> but besides that, I have no no plans to travel. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll go great. Which actually, B.A. Baracus, they would they would put him under Mr. T. Yeah. They would. He hated to travel. They hated hated to fly, so they would they would drug him Did before every out. travel. So I feel like I got. I got B.A. Baracus basically right. back from Greg Brady Island. Is is his name B.A. Baracus? B.A. Baracus. Yeah. <clears throat> Never knew that. Yeah, but known to friends as Mr. T. Of course. Um, I'm known to friends as Mr. Ice T. Uh, because I love a nasty. Yeah. The the popular misconception right yeah. was that the BA stood for badass. Uh huh. But Nick knows what the BA really yeah. stood for. Yeah, badass. <laughs> so they, they couldn't the, say on TV it's in the eighties. It's the two words meaning the same thing, but ass. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's sort of Mr. T, the character of Butt Ass Baracus, was 
he's able to hold these two things of being that um, he pities he pities the fool, right? To but ultimately cannot stop himself from to doing what he needs to do. So he can hold both uh, pity and 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 anger. Uh. Uh, he can hold both butt and ass. Oh. So there's two sides oh. of the same coin. Got it. Coin. Okay. So, and that was in the pilot. That was supposed to be in that whole Why thing. Why did it out? <laughs> it was just that was the way they wanted to do the show, and and ultimately it was a it was a multicam, and mm-hmm. I was the warm up guy mm-hmm. for the oh, A team. Wow. Oh, so you have previous experience? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. When I was at the taping. Yeah, I was five. When I was uh, the warm-up guy for the <laughs> the A-team multicam. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's the other show I'm working on if you guys are interested. I don't know where you guys are at, you know, post your current gigs, but we are doing the B-team. And oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's just yeah. like people who don't quite, just can't quite get it done. They love it when a plan doesn't what come What was together. your connection yeah, exactly. to the first A-team when it was a sitcom? Was it your because your mom was married to my Mr. Mom, T? Yeah, my mom was married to Mr. T. And this was in the Rocky years. And so my mom was caught up in I'm the I'm surprised scene. she would let you. Well, she was so... This is my mother, um, who seemingly has been happily married for 50 years... Um, had a second marriage to Mr. T, right. and my father turned a blind eye. Are you okay? I'm fine. My father was pretty wounded by that time, but my mother had a blast because she was with him on the A-team, Rocky Three. you know, when Mr. T breaks out in Rocky Three, My mom was there partying very oh, hard. Man. She was really <clears throat> She must have a lot of stories. She would think she doesn't have a lot of memories of those times, but hmm. this sort of gives a a whole new meaning to his music video, uh, Treat Your Mother Right. Yes. It was originally called Treat, Treat Nick's Mother Right. And uh, Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, he changed it at the end. Um, and I didn't, I didn't throw a fit. I mean, I threw a fit because I was a child and I was just hungry. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I didn't throw a fit. Is this what all of your podcasts have been like? Exactly. <laughs> exactly like this. Just hearing about people's pasts and what they've been up to lately and... That's my origin story, really. That's where I got the well, showbiz bug. Yeah, I mean, we, I did a lot of research, and I wanted to pull those, you know, those stories out because I think they're interesting. And you're pulling them out. Not everybody out. might find those interesting, yeah. but you know, I, I do. And look, the only two, the only people I care about who I find interesting are the people I'm in bed with right now. Well, that is really sweet. Hey, Nick. Hello. Listen, I'm in a. I'm in a little bit of a hurry because I'm on my way to therapy, but um, did you know that you can get counseling online? Um, no, I did not know that. I mean, I'm not saying that you need it, but I'm just saying for no particular reason that you could get counseling online. Well, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, in general, sometimes there is something interfering with my happiness or preventing me from achieving my goals. Um, well, there you go. Is this online counseling the kind of thing that could help with that? It is. It is absolutely the kind of thing that could help with that. It's called Better Help. Better Help. And uh, you can go to them and you can find a professional counselor. And but it's, uh, is it a licensed professional counselor? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Yes, it is. They specialize in depression, anxiety, relationships. 
I mean, not that your relationship is anything less than 100% perfect. Trauma, anger, family conflicts. Shut up. LGBT matters. Grief, self-esteem. I mean, your self-esteem is pretty low, I think we can say. Well, I mean, you know, um, self-loathing, I think, is something that occurs to everybody. (laughs) But, I mean, these these are all pretty great things, and I feel like, you know... We know a lot of people besides ourselves that sort of fall into these categories that could use uh, a little help one way or another. And even though it's online, it's safe and it's private and um, everything that you talk about is completely confidential. I guess the cool thing is since it's online, you can probably set up appointments to do it at your own time. Yeah, whenever you want. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it at like two in the morning, but you could do it at pretty much your own time. In your own time. Um, so, yeah, you just do it over the phone. You can do a video chat. You can text. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it. Um, so, and if you're not, you find a counselor and you're not happy with them, you can request a new counselor oh, anytime you want to. That's excellent. Yeah. So, um, look, I did look into this a little bit because mm. I'm a little worried about you, only because. You have to deal with me. Let's face it. Well, um, you can get ten percent off of your first month with the discount code BED B E D. Wow! So why not? I mean, it is half your podcast. Yeah, you know. So it sounds pretty affordable. I mean, in general, probably rather than hauling myself into some fancy therapy office. Um, I guess if I'm going to go there and fill out a questionnaire and see if they can help me assess my needs and get matched with a counselor that I might love. All right. Well, you got to go to betterhelp.com slash bed. And, uh, you know, that's all you really need to do. And I'm sorry that I've been such a handful and that you need to go to therapy, but I'm glad that there's a resource for you. Hey, we're all in this together. Okay. Hey, guys. Rothy's is the company that makes stylish shoes and now bags for women and girls out of repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So that's pretty great. Rothy's shoes are comfy. They are already broken in. Don't have to do that. It's done for you. They're machine washable. And Rothy's launches new colors and patterns every few weeks and they sell out really fast. So, you know, you basically got to go on that website and just stay on it 24-7 to be safe. They come with free shipping and free returns. And um, Rothy's has kept 50 million single-use plastic water bottles out of landfills. So good for them. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash bed. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bed. Comfort, style, and sustainability. Meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash bed today. My uh, most vivid memory of any time that you and I have spent together was well, we were on a plane together. Yes. Uh, I don't remember. I guess. I think D.C.? Okay. I was on tour with the band. This was a few years ago, and you were drinking white wine. I was like, well, I guess I'll drink white wine. And I I drank white wine with you mm-hmm. for the whole time, got off the plane and threw up for an hour. Yes. In the airport. Yes. <laughs> um, I had, I roofied you. 
and I feel like I did not <laughs> tell a, you at the time. Was oh. it a dart? It was a yes. It was what I call a drink dart, uh. which is a roof. I mean, it's ostensibly roof and all. Wow. And and I wanted to apologize to you, and I'm we glad. We had a great time. Yes, I mean, it was we a really great had ride. a great time talking, and it was wonderful. But then I threw up into one of those plastic bags that you get if you go to like the Hudson sure. News. Mm-hmm. It has like pictures of magazines mm-hmm. on, printed but on it. That's a sturdy bag. Diff- yeah. Magazine covers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was big. It's a practical choice. If Thanks. You're, if you're gonna yeah, it was like a Joe got it. It was like a Ju- it was like a Julia Roberts like on the side one of the magazines yeah. of like Vanity Fair, and then like a Kate Hudson like on a like people. an Us Weekly. Uh-huh. Yeah, people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then a, and then a you know. A frog with a top hat um, mm-hmm. for the New Yorker. <laughs> a, a couple from HGTV yeah. may or may not be splitting up. Yeah. I was just recently watching some HGTV stuff, and I genuinely think that you guys should go do that show. You guys should go make we an HGTV could do show. That. We really could. You really both have the skill set Nick to do it. can build and I can design. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Okay, mm. let's do it. All right. Okay. Let's can, sh- I, can we shut this off? Yeah. Can I do? Can I do warm yeah, up fuck for this it? Podcast. Can I do warm up for it? Hell yeah. Yes. Oh, you think a multicam? Yeah. I'm thinking it's. I'm actually. I mean, if that's a great idea, I didn't even think about that. I want to do warm up at the ta- at when you're taping at a house. Right. Like I warm up the the you know I guess the crew and and the people who you're going to be helping with their houses. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's do that, but but have four cameras. Yeah. Do the whole thing multicam. You guys should do an HGTV Nobody show. Nobody punches multicam. up those shows. I mean, they could be so much funnier. And with a That's live audience. Um, maybe we would call it bringing up the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I was on your show, Big Mouth. I did one episode yes, yes. of that, and I heard that it just got, and it's been picked up for three more seasons. Yes. That's great. Yes, we Such are. Such a funny show. Thank you. We um, Congratulations. Thank you. We are, um, it's great. It's a very, uh, it's very nice to have something that, uh, that I have, like, I make it with my friend, I make it with a lot of people, but I create it with my friend Andrew Goldberg, who... I've known since I was in first grade. We've been friends since first grade, and and it's about us in middle school. And we make it with Mark and Jen, Mark Levin and Jen Flackett, who Andrew was their assistant his first job when he came to grad school. And then it's this lovely thing that, you know, I make with all these people from my whole life, you know. And, and specifically the idea that I make it with Andrew that I – we sort of formed each other's sense of humor and sensibilities in that, like, you know, 75 years later that we'd be making a show together. Um, it was very special. That, that must special. be really gratifying. It's yeah. not as much like the Brady Bunch as I would have thought. It's a little different. It's a little different. I mean, I, I see a lot of influences there. We have a lot of, well, there is, you know, I'm trying to think, there was some Greg Brady, there was the episode where Peter Brady's voice is changing, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, so we sort of have a little bit of that, but then like this um, uh, fuck monster near, <laughs> who's, who's, uh, who's also screaming in his ear that he should fuck his stepsister. Yeah. Um, we do have an episode this year where Andrew, they go on a trip to Florida to like his grandfather's house for Passover and he sees his cousin and he 
Real, and he wants to make, wants to make out with his cousin. The mm. thing I really want to ask you about the most, and I'm not sure if I should or is, can, mm -hmm. but I'm going to, is um, do you have a girlfriend right now? Uh, I do have a girlfriend. Huh? Um, and uh, yeah, she's really lovely. Okay. Because yeah. I know a couple of your ex girlfriends. Yes. <laughs> and they are here right now. Yeah. Come on out. Come on out. Everybody. Um, yeah, I, I think do. it is three. Yeah, I do have I have a girlfriend, and you do know some of my ex girlfriends. Well, Grace Jones, of course. Uh, Cindy, Cindy Brady. Cindy Brady. Yeah, don't bring don't bring up sorry, Cindy. Sorry, sorry, guys. Bring, yeah. bring up Cindy and Mr. T. Yeah. So. Ms. T, as when I mm -hmm. was with her. Yeah. Um, but. Cutie. Cute. Yeah, that's what I called her. Oedipal as fuck. Yeah, uh, it is so deeply Oedipal. Um, yeah, yeah, we, uh, it's good. I don't think I've said that publicly, really. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, scoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys, um... I don't, I don't have a girlfriend right now. Mm -mm. Uh-uh, no. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm off the dating, uh, scene <laughs> since the year 2000. You, you, well, he's trying to become the next bachelor, so he doesn't want to be perceived as dating anyone. No, you have Even to. Even though we're married, yeah. it's different to be married than to have a girlfriend. I think so. Yes, and. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you want to date Ian Roberts from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yes, and <laughs> I, I'm, I will agree to be the bachelor only if uh, my choices are in woodworking partners mm -hmm. And they and there doesn't have to be any romance or physical affection. Do you find that in that space you 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 have you have chemistry with people in the woodworking space? Oh hell yeah! Do you have like a dating app for woodworkers? Um, not I'm sure there is one. Uh, I was on one. The hammer. For there's mm -hmm. the hammer, the mortise and tenon. Mm -hmm. Of course, grinder. Which is yeah, grinder. Yeah. Right. Nobody gives grinder, you know, they don't credit it as a woodworking. Timber. T-I-M-B-R. Yeah. T <laughs> Timbo. It's a different, that's just for guys named Tim. Timbros. Timbros. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think, I've never done um, woodworking. Have you ever been on a dating site? Yeah. You have? Uh-huh. What one, that one that's kind of for yeah. people in the biz? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, we won't speak its name. Any other ones? No, no, that was the I've one. I've looked at a lot of people's. Uh, I yeah, I I actually met my my girlfriend in, on that on, on one of those sites. Wow! Oh, nice. Yeah, it was cool. A lot of people I know have done that. It's uh, completely. Kate Micucci is married to a guy that she met on. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it really it opened up, it opens up just who you can meet, mm -hmm. you know, and the stigma is so gone from what, it, and there wasn't even. I remember yeah. early. Early like two thousands when I was in New York dating a couple friends were on it and I wasn't like dude what are you doing but like I it wasn't it wasn't everybody doing it now it's completely changed and it's you know it allows you to open up your circles mm -hmm. if you you know and like I don't know what it's like for kids but as an adult on it I'm like it was it it served its purpose for me mm -hmm. so you're now able to date outside the UCB. Yeah, I mean, I I will. I'm now super into the sort of clowning world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have made my way through the, uh, you know, the, That's the French... That's how we originally met you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fuck pig for Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> well, we were in clown school together. Yes, exactly. Back in the day. Yes. Um, Bill Irwin would just hurl insults at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he was flirting. That's face it. That's, okay, that's I, another That's podcast. nice that you right. say that. It's it, true. At the time, did not feel that way. No. It was um, aggressive. It was, because I... I made the mistake when I met him of saying that um, My Blue Heaven was the movie, was that it was Rick Moranis' uh, and Steve Martin's movie. Oops. And he got, he got very upset. Oh. Um, but, and I was like, and I love you in that movie. I do actually, I really do love him in that movie. He's got he's, like a dance sequence. He's touchy in though. Yeah, he, he's, it's really terrifying when, say around him. Yeah. when he flies off the handle. And he and he uh, packs himself into a small box. Yeah, so it feels you, passive aggressive. You well, know the shit's about come to blow. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've really taken a sort of French clowning. I find that humor the funniest. Oh, the French are so funny. Yeah, yes. French clowns. When you go to, I go to Cirque du Soleil for the in between skits. Mm-hmm. You know, where there's like a perverted old Frenchman, mm-hmm. uh, and he sort of says slightly racist things to people in Hysterical. the. Hysterical. I find that so funny. Yeah. And really, <laughs> right up my alley. Chef's kiss. Yes, exactly. So, back to dating apps. Nick, do you think, like, if, if your life were completely different, uh-huh. if everything were 100% different, uh-huh. um, I'm talking to this Nick. I know there's a confusing because there's two. But do you, you think you, you would call, ever you have... You call me Nicko. Call me Nicko. Okay, Nicko. Okay. Nicko. Um, call me Little Nick. Little Nicky. <laughs> little Nicky, do you think that you would have ever gone on a dating app, like, if dating apps were around when you were, you know, single... Well, having never, uh, like, you know, I landed, I'm sorry, I'm going to be earnest for a second. Yeah. Having landed in this love of my life 20 years ago before our lives were taken over by smartphones, uh, it's hard to fathom um, because uh, all of the dating that I did per se, which was very little, was because I was so um, buried in the world of live theater and that... Uh, LARPing and whatnot. And LARPing <laughs> and, um, and and my euchre club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I that was my social circle, and it was large enough um, and rich enough that I was always able to pursue relationships within theater. Uh, so, I mean, in my life before you and I met, I, I think I officially went on maybe three dates in my life because... Mm-hmm. I never, you know, if, if I was looking for a relationship, I would consider the 300 people I knew in the right. theater community and say, oh, Leanne just broke up with somebody. Hey, do you want to... Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, Leanne Rhymes. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> didn't work out, P.S. Uh, so if I, I had always, I, I still feel like there's something cold about those dating apps where, you know, I just think, well, that, I, I, I want to meet people. But as a, as a gateway, so that you can meet people, as Nick has pointed out, it expands the circle of possibility of like, mm-hmm. oh, here's someone who lives a mile away that I never would have run into, right? Except well, through this. And in app. like in the dating apps, that, in like the theater, like because I think most of the 
most of us, you do meet the people in your world, but the older you get, if you're still dating, mm -hmm. the fewer people in that circle, you know, will put up with your tirades. Right. And so you have to get outside of that circle, the people who don't know. Do you have tirades in your bio? Oh, I have tirades. <laughs> Do you, is that listed as one of your attributes? Yeah, I go, um, yeah, like, I love food, I love to travel, I love to fly off the fucking handle <laughs> <laughs> at the most inconsistent things you can't even you can't, can't even predict it. you can't predict what's gonna make what's gonna make me lose my fucking shit um but what's crazy is that ironically like this woman was is from a different completely different world than than mine and and we never would have met otherwise but then we started dating uh is she a hired assassin she is a voluntary assassin. Oh, so she different. is. Okay, it's a. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. It's yeah. it's a fair. It's a very fair question and a and a good distinction to make. She kills for sport. I just had a feeling she was an assassin. I don't <laughs> yeah, even yeah, know yeah. why. It's yeah. so crazy. Okay. I mean, it's it it, it makes sense. Right. You know. Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, so she she um it was in New or is in New York and um but when we she came to my place in L A. She was like, "This looks familiar," and realized that she, her, one of her best friends, lived down the block from me in L.A., and had, and she had basically been staying with her friend whenever she came to L.A. for like six years. Uh, so like this wow. weird thing of literally within a mile away, and never would have met. Yeah. And so then, you know, and I think also depending on how you behave inside of those kind of in the apps that like. You know, you can sort of get to know people in a in a sort of interesting way of, you know, communicating back and forth before you meet. Um, whereas in a bar or or amongst a group, unless you met someone through who was a friend or in your group of friends, it it sort of gives you a chance to get to know people. That's a good in point. A actually, you bypass the sort of theater yes. of the first dates yeah. that are awkward and like, so what? What do you do? Yeah, I had a. Should we order some apps? I'm yeah, having to get to the point where you feel like you could ask them out. Even you can bypass that. Yeah, exactly. And you can sort of sniff out through some conversations whether you think you might actually be someone that you might be a fit to go out and spend time on a date because also like. The older you get and the busier you are, you just have less time to sort of like be like, yeah, sure, I'll check that out. And and also, I think, you know, um, it, it, I am a, you know, I, I'm an open person, but also a, I have my like, well, m well my tirades, let's be honest. Yeah, you and know? you want somebody who's really, really rich. I want someone who I, if I can't Scrooge McDuck in their, through coins in their home, if I can't <laughs> dive into a big thing of... Like a a room full of doubloons, a yes, giant they, pile yeah. of gold coins. Yeah. If I can't, if I can't, if they don't have a room in their house where I can't go swimming uh, through through gold doublooms, then we're not a fit. No, I know. You You've know what always I mean? been yeah. like that. And and if they and if they don't have that room, God bless. Like yeah. you know, it's just they, I'm not saying they're a bad it's person. It's not a judgment. It's not a judgment. They're just not for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Enjoy your life. That's why my head is so bruised. By the way, it's from. <laughs> Diving into metal coins. Impossibly. You know, yeah. there's yeah. something about Nick that's so crazy. Um, Little Nicky? That he talking... has a horn on his back? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I was going to say, I'm not talking about that. The thing that's so crazy 
<laughs> that is pretty crazy. I don't want to, I'm not going to call Look, attention to it, hey, but hey, it is pretty hey. crazy. He doesn't like to talk about Okay, it. okay. Well, it's then why cut a hole? Then why cut a hole through the back of the pajamas so the horn can stick up? Guess what? <laughs> Everything is, some, everyone has something special about them that makes them who they are. Yeah. Uh, are Absolutely. you going off on one of your things? I'm sorry. I'm not. This is not a tirade, but I I will say it's not a tail because it's it's lower back. It's a but tusk. It's... <laughs> God damn it. He goes. He likes tusk. It sounds more manly. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You call it a tail. <laughs> Don't call <laughs> But another thing about Nick. Something about Nick. Yes. The, it's a it's calcium a, deposit. I'm assuming it's really what it is. Okay. It's like a fingernail. Okay. I'm not kidding. It took me fucking forever to talk him into doing this podcast because okay. he was worried that okay. somebody was going to bring that up. God damn it. I don't even see it. I'm sorry. I don't okay. even see it. Okay, no. I mean, <laughs> we don't see it. Nobody's... It's all... One of the thing, one of, something about Nick that I think you can appreciate or uh, that I, I think is very unusual for... A man or a woman, but particularly for a man, is he never looks at other women. He never looks at other people in a, in a, uh, he never sums, does an appraisal uh, in that way. It's crazy. I mean, we can be walking somewhere in public and like a really beautiful one will walk by. Like a by. 10 with big double Ds? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so hot. And I will look. Uh -huh. And I'll look at him and he's oblivious. Mm. But he doesn't really, he doesn't flirt with people. He doesn't, it's really interesting. I've never known a guy who was like that. I've tried to, I've tried to flirt with him, with Nick. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll undo a couple. You'd probably get further than Yeah, I'll un undo a, a couple buttons. He doesn't have any male genitalia. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it. But, well, not the truth. He has the horn. He's got the horn. Yeah. The tusk? The tusk. <laughs> oh, sorry. And, I mean... Uh, Your back dick? It's a little... It's kind of like a eunuch, but... It's generous, um, what your, your description of me, but I, I feel like I'm... I just don't want to catch people's attention because I don't want them to notice my tusk. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, He's modest. Have you ever thought, and I don't know if this is safe or not, to move your 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 tusk mm. to your front? Use um, that. You think I haven't fucking thought about <laughs> dealing with this goddamn thing? Because it's leaking, so I don't know if. <laughs> It it's could. my milk. Wow, this Look, is a Pandora's box. Show me somebody that doesn't of. have a superfluous growth of cells somewhere on their body, separating milk. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody has their their. Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, although, have you seen Have you seen Hoda? Have you seen Hoda? <laughs> Hoda Kotby. Have you seen her? I've seen Hoda. Perfect. Hour four of the Today Show. Still. Perfect. Still got it. She's perfect. Yeah, how does she okay. do it? You're right. Besides that. Besides Hoda. Besides the Nobody's hour four perfect. Hoda. Yeah. And she's good on the hour three stuff now. I think she's great. But I think the hour four stuff. <laughs> Miss Kathy Lee. 
<laughs> Let's watch some clips on YouTube. Let's check out some clips. It... <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Um, uh, there's a couple clips that I the one clip that I do like of Hoda. It's really a Kathy Lee clip though. Is Seth Rogen on the hour four with Rose Byrne? They're talking about neighbors, hmm. and Seth Rogen and Kathy Lee Gifford get in an argument about like rent laws in New York and it is in Connecticut and it's it's hilarious to watch true open tension on a show it's hard to imagine that job you know like we all are lucky enough to work in showbiz yeah. and and we we know our place like we know what we can do and and where we can contribute yeah and we, and we all and we have friends, you know, uh, particularly friends who have like late night talk shows mm -hmm. or uh, daily shows uh, where you have to go to a studio. And all he wants is what makes me happy. This is give perfection. it up, give it up, give it up for Hoda. Yeah, this is fourth hour. She's and talking she about some the, Instagram She does posts. the music. This is her? She's, yeah, she does, yeah, she yeah, yeah. She writes it and plays it. Her she's talking synth about, is sick. Yeah. She's talking about some Instagram posts that she made. I know you know the ones I'm talking about. Wow. And then she just <laughs> she does all the, she does all the music. Wow. She plays all the instruments. She's got a little studio. I wish you all could see this right now. Yeah. I can't make it stop. <laughs> That's the thing with Hoda. That's Oda. the thing. Yeah. That's I the can't thing with hour four of Hoda. I don't want it to she stop. Don't, she want don't it to stop. stop. I don't she want it to stop. stop. She can't stop creating. Okay, this, I, I look. Hour four. There it is. Bam. <laughs> Joel is, is the greatest life partner um, that I could have imagined. Okay. And all he wants. Well, that speaks for itself. Yeah. So that so to me is, so nobody's perfect except... Well, she's, it's, I mean, it the romance between her and Joel and how supportive she is of him. I'm going to run into my closet and grab a cap so that I can doff it to Hoda. <laughs> do you have a sleep cap? I just want to tell do, you yeah. that when I Googled, to to an I Googled Hoda Cope B uh -huh. and the net, and I finished the B and it came up fourth hour and I'm not lying. I will show you. Yeah. yeah. Believe me. Google knows what's perfect. The secret's out. The secret sauce. Look, yeah. it was the second thing that yeah. came up. Fourth hour. Fourth hour. I wonder what the founder of the Today Show would feel, Tom Today, mm -hmm. about hour four, that one day there would be a fourth hour of the Today Show. Why don't they just do 24 hours? I would lo love yeah. to do hour 19 of the Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> to host it? It'd yeah, it's like it's like... Like one in the morning, mm -hmm. and Hoda's still there. Mm -hmm. She's with <laughs> you, so you're co-hosting with Hoda. I'm I'm a guest. I did do one talk show appearance where I I did the Good Morning America, and it was the Uncle Drew premiere. Of course, I know we'll talk about. It. We'll get to obviously we'll get to that later. I know Absolutely. you guys have a bunch of questions about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Uncle Drew movie where a bunch of NBA guys dress up as old men, and I'm the and I'm the bad guy. We know. Um, so they had the premiere and then the after party and the after after party. It was and it was like, you know, Kyrie Irving and all and Chris Weber and Shaquille O'Neal and all of the guys and 
we went to like a club after that. You know, it was like it was a big fun night. And I went to the club and then went home and like took a shower and went straight to Good Morning America. Oh my god. And <laughs> so like oh, still wow. still drunk on Good Morning America. And it was a joy and it makes me now understand like why certain famous people end up like drunks and drug addicts. Because it's a blast. <laughs> this is Nick Offerman here to tell you that I am very chuffed that I discovered Grassroots Farmers Cooperative. This is a company that I am really excited about. They raise their meat in a pasture. Not only is their meat delicious, it also has a higher nutritional value because their animals are 100% pasture-raised. All right, they're not living in a cage, they're not being force-fed grain. Unlike factory farming, which is destroying our planet, Grassroots Co-op is fighting the effects of climate change by practicing regenerative agriculture, taking it back to Mother Nature, getting the chemicals out of farming, getting the industry out of farming. Also, they support local farmers. Grassroots Farmers Cooperative are the farmers and the butchers. There's no middleman. So they can have the highest standards across the board and offer you complete transparency. You can trace your meat from pasture to plate. You can even go visit the farms in person. It's incredible. No subscriptions are necessary. You order what you want, when you want, at peak freshness. I've got a whole panoply of their meat in my freezer. This morning I made the most delicious ham steaks with my eggs. And it, when I'm telling you, when you eat grass-fed meat and grass-fed eggs, which are not on offer here, but I'm, this is just a personal anecdote for your pleasure, it takes me back to when I was a kid and, and, and we got locally raised uh, meats and, and eggs. It's so much more nutritious. It's before factory farming became so prevalent. You can find out for yourself by ordering Grassroots Co-op right now. They're giving our listeners this fantastic limited time deal. It's $40 off plus free shipping. You can get the full details and place your order now by going to our special URL, grassrootscoop.com slash bed. That's grassrootscoop.com slash bed. Enjoy. Nick and I, <laughs> this is a, not exactly on this topic, but Nick and I started watching, we watched seven episodes last night of Chasing Cameron. Have you seen that? No. Oh, is that oh the, U- the YouTube the U- kid? Yeah. yeah, the social no. media influencers. Whoa. It's in t- you got to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's been out for a while. It's so good. It's Does it give you a, a little... I didn't know that that even existed. Yes, in fact, it's the only thing that exists for many people. Yeah. Now, wow. like that is what they're interested in. Yeah, I I now know that. It's yeah, it's it's like uh, a figure from our youth, like a, a Madonna or a Michael Jackson, except the one missing ingredient is content. Right. Like they they do everything. They tour. People scream. Like they they make money. They have this art incredibly well, they don't ardent following. Perform it. They don't have a talent that they exhibit, and they don't, you know, they don't make any art. You right, know? but it's performative in some capacity. Yes, their it life is. is their art. 
Right, right. They skip, yeah, they skip the, the, um, the detritus of making a record or a film mm-hmm. and just go straight to the adoration. Of so celebrity. Like, you pay, we'll show up. That's the exchange. Um, it's like my old saying that my life is my art like my wife is a fart. <laughs> okay. I yeah. always love that. Yeah. yeah. I've always loved it. I'm, I'm, I still have that pillow. I got a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Do a lot of people have tattoos of that? Yeah, get the tattoo. I really get it. I, feel I don't like, know, I just can't decide where. I think on, on my face. Yeah, I think on your face and your forehead and then the last two on the the top of your feet. Okay. I think that wouldn't be a painful thing. I had chicken feet for the first time the other night. I'd never had chicken feet before. What does that mean? Like, you know, like a so Chinese many... restaurant, like chicken oh, feet. Oh, you ate chicken feet. I ate right. chicken you feet. You did? And uh, it was so weird because you eat the meat and then you've got like little chicken bones. Oh, little. I'm, I'm doing a finger for, for all the podcasters out there listening. I'm, I'm wiggling my finger to... Give it you the simulation just like of a and it, chicken claw. It does kind of look like that's sort of what it's like. And then, so imagine eating these and then having like each bone oh. in your mouth. So is it very nibbly because it's a minimal amount of meat? I would and guess. For, again, for the the, the the folks at home, uh, Nick is eating it like uh, Tom corn Hanks ate a, a baby the baby corn oh, in, yeah. in big. Mm-hmm. Um, a classic moment. Um, a touchstone. A touchstone moment for Touchstone Television, who had no involvement with the movie Big. But they loved it. But they loved it. Mm-hmm. And they thought, and they saw Tom Hanks, and then they, they said, this is a star, can we get him to do TV? I believe yeah. that, I believe they named Tell their company story. Touchstone based on the baby corn moment. What did it taste like, though, is my main question. Um, those chicken feet? Yeah. Um, honestly, like a, like a basketball shoe. I think because this chicken had been, you know, a real a baller before. Mm-hmm. Before he got fried up, fried up in that kitchen and mm-hmm. served to me because I fucking bested him. Were you in Chinatown? I was in Chinatown in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, no Moi, I think it's called. It's like an old Chinese, old Chinese restaurant. I do love to go to great restaurants. Is that a thing? I love great restaurants. Yeah. But here's the fun thing about me: I don't like going to bad restaurants. Mm. Um, uh, but I you do. Know, we, we established in a podcast that we a previous podcast that we shot that Nick hates war. Yeah, really. He's yeah. not a fan. Really. That's mm-hmm. sort of my. That's that's his such thing. an interesting take. That's my soapbox platform. And speaking of, just quickly, people don't again at home don't realize that Nick and Megan have been in the shape of uh, uh, John Lennon and Yoko for the entire episode mm-hmm. they've been curled up megan is long and i'm wearing Nick a is, bag yeah, yeah and they have been slowly tattooing on my forehead that uh there is no war uh, on my forehead and um so i've known just from the physical physically what you've been doing to me mm-hmm. that i know you don't like war well, I didn't. I, I haven't really thought about it. Nick doesn't like it. He had just announced. Yeah, where do you recently. know where you're at? Arnett? I don't. I haven't really thought about it. So you know, I let's can say show undecided. you some numbers. Yeah. Um, about war. Yeah, I mean. Where do you stand? Well, I love peace. Oh. Okay. I well, feel it doesn't automatically mean that you hate war, though. Does yeah, it? Correct. I, f- I feel like we our two sides could come together. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to think so. But I'm, uh, 
Because I do love peace. I love when there is no war. Mm. But Wait, did I, you say peace or peas? I love peas. Oh, oh. like a summer pea, right. like a ing, like an English pea. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spring okay. Pea. I uh, no, but as a as a board member of Halliburton, I love war. Sure, um, I've made hundreds of millions, millions. of dollars. It is lucrative. I mean, there's the military no military industrial that. complex. Um, if you love getting paid a lot of money for people dying in remote regions, yes, uh, war is your, is your thing. Well, then I guess I would put myself in that camp. I've just never thought about it because I'm busy. You know, I have other, I don't, what am I supposed to think about everything? Yeah, I think it's because I have such a vested interest in its propagation and in yeah. its success. It's right. But if I were you, and it's like, business. it's my business. And so I love it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I love what I do. And it's like, if you don't love what you do, and for me, that's Get inciting out. conflict, physical and, you know, heavy, heavy casualty conflict around the world Mm. if that weren't how i made my money how i put food on my table Mm -hmm. then i might feel differently it's a great place for you to go off with one of your famous tirades 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 interestingly i almost never have tirades when it comes to planning and executing and fomenting war i love what i do I love what I do. It's your happy place. Yeah. No, it's like if I go to the dry cleaner and um, they don't have like a mint or a little a little lollipop for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I fucking oh. freak out. I go, I, I, can, I can have this place bombed with a drone <laughs> on an app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have that on your phone? Just I've got a like drone. I've, some I've got, people it's remotely like, a, like turn their alarm on in their house when they're out of town. Yeah, I got a little VIP. It's through Ring, actually. Oh. It's through Ring and Nest. Okay. And, mm. uh, I didn't realize they had that option. Yeah, there's a Halliburton Ring Nest combo where they give me, when people leave for vacation, they give me that info. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point, I can send a drone and just do a, a targeted explosion mm-hmm. and blow up someone's house. It's, it's a little done, prank. Have you, who have you done that to? I did it to John Mulaney. Uh-huh. Um, I did it to Nia Vardalos. That's Hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Um, so if you have, I don't know if you haven't had Nia on the cat, on the pod yet, mm-hmm. um, she'll Check remember, it. she'll remember. Yeah, we'll bring that up. <laughs> she has a home now, so I think it'll probably stick with her. And I did it to Dennis Rodman. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He was a dear friend. I did not. I didn't know that. You I guys met him were through our. Close. Yeah, I met him through our, our our mutual friend Kim Jong. Well, you both are big Brady Bunch fans. I did know that he. He loves the Brady Bunch. Loves the, well, me and him, and that's how me and him and Kim Jong Un would watch old episodes together. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, we had that in common. There are other, and again, I am a supplier. I'm pl- I'm I'm supplying the North Korea with a lot of their military equipment currently and yeah and their nuclear stuff oh yeah yeah it's all about money for me it is baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. that's right to make a lot of money get that money well this has been another installment of our drastically popular podcast in Bed with Nick and Megan, starring Nick Offerman, featuring Megan Mullally, and guest starring the inimitable, Nicole. hilarious, beautiful, 
You didn't want me to say it. I'm sorry. I ruined this whole... Do we have to do the whole thing over now? Let's start over. I ruined Should we start the whole thing over? All right. Introducing. And introducing Nick Kroll. Thank you. As himself. Like a Natalie Portman in The Professional. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? the new Natalie. Who is this? Who's this? You are the new Natalie, though. That's what they say. Thanks for (laughs) coming and sitting in our bed. And of course, by they, I mean Natalie Portman's kids. Right. <laughs> so I dress up like her and I've done a home invasion. Mom. <laughs> I'm the new Natalie. Call me that. You are. All right. Thanks. Good night, everybody. In Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Sleep Number. Ah. Sleep Number mattresses have adjustable comfort, Nick. Partner snore technology, mm. movement sensing, as if you didn't know. And what do they have? They have Sleep IQ technology. Yeah. Sh- it's sh- showing, it, it shows your personalized insights is all it does. It has partner like, snore technology. I think they should call it partner snore solutions. Yeah. Because it sounds like it's encouraging snoring, but actually it's solving when your partner is snoring. Well, ever since we got our sleep number bed, your snoring has gotten better. Thank you. Um, well, how could that be? I Apparently, it's, it's that uh, partner snore solution technology that we were just talking about. Well, listen, I just wanted to say that I really love you just the way you are, except there are a few things I would change. Okay. That, I mean, that stands to reason. One of them, the good news is one of them was the snoring. Oh, great. So that's sort of and checked off the box thanks to sleep number all right um i think that's all the time we have today <laughs> uh you know one was the bad wedding but that has gone away as well it has yeah oh i'm not saying that sleep number can cure bad wedding i'm just saying that mysteriously since we got our sleep number bed yours has abated and slowed to a halt well i'll, I'll tell you right to your face i'm glad to hear that you're glad <laughs> the housekeeper's glad too because she had to change those sheets mm. what would you change about me darling don't worry I won't get mad <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean I I would uh, uh, it, would, it, it would require a few steps first um, I would have you insist that we move to a log cabin uh, in a forest. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would not mind if you competed against me to see who could split the most firewood uh, to heat our log cabin. Wow. Okay. Um, but that it, I said I wasn't going to get mad, but I feel I feel the anger rising. I mean, that might. I'm not perfect, Nick. That might fall <laughs> more into the category of a fantasy. Everybody has flaws. Um, <laughs> I wish you split. I wish you split more firewood. But I mean, other than that, God, 
Bless America. I'm pretty happy. That's not fair. I'm pretty happy with our coupling. All right. Well, I guess I can live with that. I will try to split more firework, though, just so you know that right. I'm doing my part. And I, I will keep silently uh, not peeing in the bed. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Seriously? People out there in listener land, people of ears, even if you think you have the perfect mattress, there's always room for a small upgrade. Sure. Room for change. Uh so, what we would like for you to say is... Discover smart, effortless comfort with the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. Come in now and save up to $600 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. For limited time, only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com slash in bed. Hey, Nick. Hey, honey. Listen, you seem fine, but I just wanted to tell you that in case you're suffering from depression or anxiety or trauma or grief, okay. betterhelp.com can connect you with a professional counselor, and it's safe and it's private and it's online. Wow, that sounds great. Where do, where do I find that? Are you, are you all right? Yeah. I oh. mean, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I think it sounds healthy. Okay, yeah. Well, you just can go to betterhelp.com slash bed, and you get 10% off of your first month with that discount code, which is BED, B-E-D, all caps. And you just you can fill out a questionnaire, and you get matched up with a counselor that you're going to really love. Okay, thanks, honey. See you later. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. But, but, you know, you can do it over the phone. You can do a video chat. You can even text you have okay. a phone, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm listen. I'm run, running out to. Uh... Well, it's confidential. But oh, I, it... I think you should tell me about it. But it's other than that, it's confidential. Okay, I'll record myself doing Are it. Are you doing it? No, but I'm going to check it out. What's it called again? BetterHelp.com/slash/bed. Better yeah. Okay. See you later. Uh oh.